last time I mentioned how I hit clickbait, I was doing this story and, and the headline was Saturn's rings are disappearing. And I clicked on it immediately because I care about that kind of stuff. And so I got suckered in and then I started reading the story and they were saying, oh, well, scientists have postulated that the rings were going to disappear in 300 million years. Now, the more clear present prediction is they're gonna disappear in 200 million years. And I was reading this story and explaining that to my wife, Ann, and she was like, yeah, like 300, 200 million, both big numbers, who cares? And then as you get through the story, the surprise twist was, the person writing this article said, so be grateful that you were alive during a time when you can actually see Saturn's rings because they won't always be there. And I was like, whoa, okay, slow down. Like that kind of gratitude, I didn't expect to see that coming in that article. And then Virginia, right? Jean. Jean. Yes, sorry. Jean sent me some pictures. She sent me some pictures of Cassini, the probe, like looking at Saturn. So I thought I'd pull them up. Because right here, this is, this is like the most normal picture I think we're used to when we see kind of Saturn. But these were some better pictures. This is Earth. <laughs> so from Saturn and the rings, kind of you're catching some of these pictures of the rings and then you're seeing Earth out in the distance. And then I had just two more that I wanted to show you because like these pictures are amazing. And literally we're alive during a time when we get to see these kinds of pictures. We get to be a part of this, and this won't always be around. Those are Saturn's rings. Whew. From Saturn? Yeah. Oh. Is that not sick? It's a beautiful picture. It's pretty impressive. I wonder if they move. I have no clue. But they do talk about the ring rain, which the rings are kind of falling down now to Saturn. And I just wanted to start off with this again, because as we begin tonight, I wanted to give us the slightest nudge to remember again Hey, this life is a gift. A lot of times we meet here at More to Life to remember through things like these pictures of Saturn or my stories about Silas getting a license or questions that we ask Elle. This life is a gift. The moments that we have, the things that we participate in. Last week, two weeks ago when we met, Anne's sister-in-law, Anne's sister, my sister-in-law, and her husband were here, Matt and Emily. And after we got together and we went back home, I asked them, I said, so how was that for you guys tonight? What'd you guys think? And Emily kind of nudged Matt and said, well, you had him crying the whole time. He was in tears. And he was like, no, I wasn't. And he said, but I do want to share something with you. And I said, well, what? And he said, there's something about being in a room with other people and listening to you tell the stories and encourage us like you did. I don't have a lot of space in my life where that happens for me. He said, that's pretty powerful. And he threw in, he said, now when I was going to AA meetings regularly, I had that space, but I don't go to those meetings regularly. And so this just doesn't happen for me. He's like, yeah, I can read a book or I can listen to a Ted talk, but to literally be in a room with other people and to share that experience, man, I haven't felt that in a long time. And it just caught me off guard and it was so meaningful. So thanks for doing that. This gift of life matters. And you guys showing up and getting together is pretty impressive. It's pretty awesome that you intentionally chose to be here tonight. So thanks for being here. 
Thanks for being a part of this. That's kind of your reminder for more to life tonight. And now we're going to kind of get into it. So to start off tonight, I've got a quick little video I want you to watch. My boys like to watch this, uh, this YouTube group called Dude Perfect sometimes. Dude Perfect is a bunch of guys who have made like, I mean, like most YouTube channels, it's kind of like, oh, we don't really do much. We just try things and we play around and we make money on it somehow, right? But these guys have this model rocket competition. They've done it twice now. I'm gonna show you part of model rocket competition two. The first one was hilarious because none of them had built model rockets before. And they all like shot them up. They tried to figure out who's went the highest, who's worked and all that. This is though, Model Rocket Competition 2, and they built bigger and better rockets. And I'm just going to show you the first two. I want you to watch what happens. The rules of this battle are simple. Whoever's rocket travels the highest is the winner. Also, there's a 300 foot bonus if you catch it. <laughs> simply because I wanted to kind of highlight the fact that there are times in life when things go according to plan and everything works out. In fact, he won the first time around and then he made his second rocket. And there are also times when everything goes wrong and literally things blow up in your face. That's life as we know it. That's what goes down 
all the time. And what's funny is when that happens and things blow up or things start, you know, kind of knocking down the wrong way, we act like we didn't see it coming. Like, this isn't supposed to happen. Like, life was going to be perfect. Like, 10 seconds ago, life was going to be perfect and everything was going to happen right. And now it's all falling apart. And how in the world is this happening? Because we didn't expect anything less than ideal, anything less than perfect. Back when we were home visiting my parents for the holidays, my mom pulled my boys aside one night when they were kind of, we were cooking in the kitchen, and she told this story to them. She said, you know, when your dad was just about this big, like he was in the kitchen with me, and he was standing in here, and I warned him, and I said, the stove, up here, don't touch up here. It's really hot up here. Your fingers, they're gonna get burned. Like, don't reach up here. She said, you know what your dad did? He reached up here, and he burned his fingers, and he cried, and he screamed. Fast forward, I remember being in the kitchen with Silas and telling him the exact same thing. He's getting his license yesterday, but there was a time, right? And we were like, don't touch this. It's going to hurt. It's going to be awful. You're not going to enjoy it. Don't touch it. And of course, he reached out, and he touched it, and he burned his fingers. It's just how it goes. Now, I grew up in kind of the, the Christian faith, the Christian tradition. And, and something I still find remarkable is that the Bible starts with this story called Genesis. And there's this description of the, in there of humanity. And it's like this whole picture of the divine telling human beings, hey, you're in this special place and you can do like anything you want in here and you can eat of any tree in here that you want, but don't eat of this one tree. Why? You're not going to like it. It's going to be bad for you. Don't do it. And in the story, humanity like eats of the tree. I mean, it's not too far away from wet paint signs, in my opinion. Like, if you've ever seen a wet paint sign, I encourage you to go closer and look around the wet paint sign you will see lots and lots of fingerprints. Like, it's, it's just like in us. It's what we do. It's like you have to see. It's, it says it's wet, looks a little shiny. Do you think it's wet? Like, I don't know. I'm just gonna, t- yep, it's wet, yep. <laughs> sure enough, sure enough, wet paint on my finger. Here's the thing. There's a kind of human solidarity in knowing that the way we learn things is by falling down kind of a human solidarity to us that anything from broken hearts to getting burned to to losing jobs to failing at something that we thought was going to go really well because we've done it before but it blew up in our face to the trial by fire we learn through experience and we learn by falling down things don't go as planned relationships, jobs life design, all of it Things just don't go as planned. It's less than ideal. It's less than perfect. And we fall down. And there's so many versions of falling down, but I want to include you in on a little secret. Every version of falling down has bumps, bruises, scrapes, and scars. Every single version of it has those things in common. Unexpected grief, feelings of failure, feelings of like wanting to call it quits when you fall down. A few nights ago, Silas was gearing up to go back to school. He was studying for a test. He was like, Dad, oh my God, why do I have to learn about the Ottoman Empire? 
Like this is pointless, you know? And so I did my best to like muster it up and put on my dad hat and throw a cliche at him, right? Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. That's why we learn history. That's why we put in the time to learn and listen and pay attention and like memorize all of those crazy things. Or perhaps Kelly Clarkson says it better. You know, she's like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So you have to know like what like you went through and then you have to become stronger through the process. It's, a, it's like you're not gonna repeat anything and in the end, you're gonna be better on the other side. I had this life coach, spiritual director for a while. She was great. She was absolutely amazing. Every time things were blowing up in my face, every time things were going wrong, we would get together, you know? And I would be like, oh, man, when it rains, it pours. Let me just tell you. Boom, boom, boom. Here's what's not happening right. And then she would, like, pause. She'd be really slow to respond. And then she would ask me a few questions. Questions like these. So what might this situation reveal to you about yourself? I was like, I don't care. Like, like that's not, I, I, you know, I'm not in the right frame of mind, obviously, because like, I'm thinking like, didn't you, didn't you hear me? Like all this stuff is like crashing down around me. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what might you learn in the middle of this process? What might this actually teach you? Being the spiritual director side of things, she would be like, so maybe you can ask or invite the divine to show you more about yourself in this place where you are right now. Maybe you can try and think about how this might be used for good in your life. Try and wrap your head around that. And honestly, every time she would ask those questions, it really bothered me. Like when I was in person, I tried to not let it like phase me on my face, you know, I'd be like, hmm. But inside I'm thinking like, I don't know. And then you kind of walk away, you get some space, you get some time and you think about things. And some of those questions, whew, they were pretty powerful. Not in the moment, because in the moment, I was literally thinking like one of two things in the moment. First, I was trying to think of how to undo my situation. Like, obviously, everything's crumbling around me. Everything's tanking. Stuff is literally blowing up in my face. How can I change that? What can I do to fix this? How can I undo the things that have happened? Which, honestly, was like wasted energy. Thoughts like consuming my mind, playing different narratives in my head, unwind, undo. Like, I just couldn't stop thinking that. The second thing I was thinking was, Man, I was just wallowing in it, you know? Like, I just wanted to, like, be like, oh, woe is me. Come on, hang out with me. Like, life is awful. Can't we just, uh? And she just didn't have any of it. She would, like, step back and ask me just a few of these questions. Such good questions. Recently, I built a garage with my dad, and I've talked about it several times. I think I would love the engineering architecture side more than like the actual building side. I think that's the way I work, being a perfectionist, cursed with that whole kind of realm of thinking. Cause like plans and paper, it's all perfect. Numbers, oh, math, it just adds up. It's lovely when it's on paper. Then you try and bring that over here into the real world and things get messy really 
quick. And sometimes what the cool part about like building things is, you watch builders actually build themselves into problems. Like, it's pretty funny. Like, I mean, you're like doing things and you're doing it according to the plan, but man, now it's just not working. Like, and we're gonna have to figure that out. And that's the beauty of it. You're going into it knowing like it's not going to be perfect, but there's gonna be beauty in this imperfection and we're gonna be able to figure this out and create something truly remarkable in the end. I don't know if you've ever seen people do like stonework. Stonework is like amazing to me, especially when all the pieces don't line up or don't work out evenly. And it's like, if I had to build and do this wall with stone, it's like I'm starting over here and I'm creating some kind of a pattern, but by the time I get over here, it's really obvious that there's like no pattern. And at some point you have to like really adjust because it's not just gonna work out. They're not all even pieces. And so again, the beauty becomes, ooh, I'm gonna work myself out of this issue, this problem. There's imperfection, but it's like the imperfection is beautiful. Navajo rugs, have you guys heard this about Navajo rugs? It's said that Navajo rugs always, always have an imperfection in them. And they intentionally put it in there. So you're looking at this like really cool rug that's been woven together. And then they put like these lines in them right here, right? This line exists right here. And they call this little line a spirit line. They literally say that this imperfection allows the spirit to move in and out of the rug and they intentionally put the imperfection into it. They build it in there. Now, if you're reading into what I'm saying, I'm not saying that you should purposely sabotage your life, right? And just like start doing things really shoddy and like going for it and being like, well, imperfection, it's gonna be there. Instead, I'm saying like, we all strive and we go for that plan A so hard, trying to put that into works and, and make it happen. What if, though, we can rather recognize that the tough times and the messes of our lives that come, those are moments that we can truly grow, that we can truly become more. We can learn more about who it is we are, and that on the other side, we can be stronger. Like, in my faith growing up, this kind of building a spirit line into your life would be saying, okay, so when you're going through these hard times, have an ear to listen for the divine because the divine might be trying to teach you something through this moment. There might be something to learn in the middle of this if you just kind of put an ear to it. What might that look like? As we practice that kind of sight and maybe acceptance, it's like the next time you go to fall down, because you know you will. You haven't stopped falling down. It's not over, right? Like, it's going to come again. The more you practice that kind of an acceptance, you can begin to more readily embrace those fallings as gifts. Gifts when the fabric of your life is inevitably torn. But what in that moment are you going to begin to see as beautiful? in that imperfection that comes your way when you fall down. Through those bumps, bruises, scrapes, and scars, 
Is it possible that you're becoming something more? Ann brought home this post-it note for me. Oof. I guess at the grade school over at Breckenridge Elementary, kids write post-it notes and they put them all on this board. And when you're walking by the board, you can grab a post-it note for like free advice, right? So kids are writing all these post-it notes. And she knows me pretty well. I mean, we're married. Yeah, so she comes home, she's like, babe, I got you a post-it note off of the board at school. It's perfect for you. So I've got it on my book here. It says, you have survived 100% of your bad days so far. I know you can survive 100% more, right? Survival rate's pretty high for bad days. Survival rate's pretty high for falling down in life. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's hard. There might be unexpected grief and really tough times. But you're also probably learning so much about yourself, so much about other people, and literally, Kelly Clarkson's got it right, right? Like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It makes you more. There's another song I like to listen to when I'm kind of in that place, too. I, I literally pull up the song, I will survive. Like, I love that song. Like, if you ever see me, like, jamming, like, if I have a really bad day, I'll put that one in because I think it's good. And I listen to the cake version, by the way. Cake. Oh, yes, it was Gloria. Yeah, it's a great song. And Cake did a cover of it. It's, it's amazing. This is a Japanese word, kintsuji. Anybody know what it means? I feel like you said it. Like, I watched your mouth read it. Like, you nailed it. I would have never gotten that as good as you did. Kintsuji, Japanese word. It literally means gold joinery. Still weird, right? It's the practice. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, eh, literally means that? That's not fascinating. It's the practice of putting back together broken ceramics using powdered gold, silver, and platinum. It's pretty awesome. Here's some pictures. So it's literally taking things that have been destroyed when chips happen, when things occur, and it's putting them back together. And it's not disguising in any kind of way the brokenness of these vessels. Instead, it's kind of like highlighting them and accepting the hardship, the brokenness as a part of its story. It's not disguising it. I love these pictures. They're really cool. Kintsuji. The cracks are a part of the history, not something to cover up, not something to disguise. In other words, the scars are beautiful, right? It was tough at the time. But now, this is pretty amazing and beautiful. From your career, to your life design, to all of your relationships, to so much else, falling down is inevitable. It's going to happen. But do know this. You will lose, but you will gain. You will grieve, and you will learn. You will be down, but you will most certainly get back up. You will be more, more free, more you, more strong, more wise, more beautiful than before. Life changes when we kind of adventure inward. So perhaps what you can do is 
begin to focus on simply being alive, that you're here, that you're breathing, and that that breath is a gift. Perhaps you can accept your humanity and how it is that we all learn, that we touch around the wet paint signs, right? We learn by falling down. Focus your attention on becoming more. Practice this art and create inside yourself a heart that disguises nothing but displays its scars beautifully and knows you've survived 100% of your bad days. You'll survive 100% more. So live this gift of life. You're free to fail. You're free to fall down. I remember right before I went to college, I'm a perfectionist. Honestly, like, I mean, I remember being in high school and like, I wouldn't ask a girl out unless I knew she was going to say yes, right? Like, what's, why risk it, dude? Like, talk to her friends, talk to my friends, figure it out. Would she say yes? She will? Okay, yeah, I'll ask her out. It's great. Like, I did not want to fail anything. And so many things that I'd put my hands to succeeded anyway. You know, I was a straight-A student. I was in the top 10 of my class. Like, it's just how I lived life. I remember right before I went to college, I remember my dad giving me a big hug. And he got all teary with me because he passed that on to me. And he said, don't be afraid to fail. And it's like one of those moments where I just lost it because I was like, ah, I don't think I could have ever put words to that fear, but somehow my dad knew me that well. And looking back now, I'm like, oh, still a huge fear of mine. If you pulled me up in an interview and you said, what are you afraid of? Failure, 100%, 100% failure. So I love casting this kind of a vision into failure that we can actually accept it and embrace it as something inevitable and something beautiful in the end, something remarkable in the end, something that makes us distinctive in the end, makes us stronger, more unique. Now, I've got a couple of uh, lyrics to songs. I'm a big music fanatic, you know, and, and people know that about me. So I'm going to pass these out to you. Because I have like one more video to show you. And I'm going to give you guys some songs. You can take these lyrics when you leave, too. This is by a band called One Republic. If you don't get any of these, I think I've got enough for everybody. They're coming your way. This is a song that I really, really like. And the video is the video's OK, too. Normally, I just play the video as a distraction sometimes, but it's a pretty good one. This is a song called I Have Lived. And the only, only lyrics I want to point out to you, I mean, you can read into all of it that you want to. It's a great song. It's upbeat. It's fun. I'll play the video for you. I want to highlight just a couple of lyrics in this song for you. Near the end of, like, the first verse, it says, and I hope that you don't suffer, but take the pain. I love that line. Because what I read into that line is, I hope that you don't wallow in the pain, but I hope that you take it, that you take it with you, 
you learn something from that, that you go through this as much as it hurts and you take it with you forward. I love the line, I owned every second that this world could give, that I was present, that I showed up, that I didn't quit, and that I refused to not live because of a fear of failure. I owned every second that this world could give. And then the last one that I love is, yeah, with every broken bone, I swear I lived. I love that. I love that we have the hope of being put back together despite being broken at times. So I'm gonna play this video for you. You can read along with the lyrics. Bring this one up for you. This uh, video also has a side story. Dang it, that's close to my heart. So take it for what it's worth. It kind of frames the video through the lens of this um, young man, but I hope you enjoy the video. And the ad, apparently. <laughs> is a disease that attacks the digestive system and slowly shuts down the lungs. The mucus in everyone else's lungs is more watery, so you guys can clear it easier. But when it comes to my lung, the mucus is very syrupy. I've been doing my treatments every day of my life, so to me it's just one of those things that are normal. My name is Brett Warnke, and I've been living with cystic fibrosis for 15 years.
darling. It feels like I'm reading through a straw. Whenever I try to breathe hard, it hurts. I want to make the most out of my life and have as much fun as I possibly can, and the biggest fear is not being able to do that. Hope that you spend your days, but they all add up. Pretty incredible story. I mean, when you think about the ways that all of us get knocked down in life and the things that we experience and the things that we go through and how those failures and how those falling downs can be made so beautiful, right? There's such potential and such power there. So my encouragement to you tonight is simply that. If you're in that place, or if you're expecting that place, or the next time you're in that place, there's still that other side, right? Kintsuji, go look it up. Get a picture of one of those bowls, <laughs> right? Keep that thing in your wallet, in your purse, on your bedside table, and so you can look at it, and you can know that you'll be put back together, and it'll be even more beautiful than before. So until next time, may you learn your lessons through your tears. When the thunderclouds start pouring down, may you light a fire that can't be put out because you are becoming. May you own every second that this world gives you. And with every broken bone, may you live 
May you know that you are loved even when you can't feel a thing. May you know that you are strong when you feel that you are weak. May you know that you are held even when you've fallen down. May you fall down and may you live. Amen. Thanks for being here.